Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castag blog. Enjoy! Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Food, Cooking, and Eating in Video Games by Ashley Tutal Kangdam. Are you seriously telling me that this hot mash of mushrooms and fruit is going to completely heal his wounds? It is summer 2020, and I, like many others, am sequestered indoors, clutching my recently acquired Nintendo Switch, playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. In the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, people around the world seem to swarm either to their handy technological devices or towards the soothing arms of nature. Luckily for me, my technological device included encounters with some virtual greenery, the trees and flowers of my beloved tropical Animal Crossing Island. As I planted my strategically planned flower beds and traveled from Mystery Island to Mystery Island collecting fruits which I didn't have, I also consulted many online forums for guidance. To my surprise, I stumbled upon PETA's vegan guide to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Within, I found several suggestions on how to play the game while supporting vegan ethics. My favorite part? The commentary on what foods within the game are vegan friendly. While nowadays it's possible to cook a variety of dishes in Animal Crossing New Horizons, even seasonal varieties, much of the early discourse on food in Animal Crossing New Horizons was about how powerful vegan diets are. In the game, you can literally dig up entire trees with the nourishment provided after eating a singular luscious virtual fruit. Sadly, this spurred some backlash from players arguing about, one, the boundaries of our on-life and offline selves, two, the potential of video games as pedagogy, and three, the politics of digital and virtual foods. But how is it possible to extract all of these insights, politics, ethics, and social tensions from a game mimicking an agricultural life on a tropical waterfront property we all secretly desire during daydreams? Terms, theories, and methods. In this piece, I apply my concept of digital food spaces, DFS, or quote, online communities and platforms dedicated to the sharing of food-centered ideas and medium to the realm of video gaming. I draw from both personal experiences and the insights of fellow gamers who I recruited via Twitter. Through our conversations, I apply my theory into practice by analyzing the DFS of Twitter to examine how users conceptualize and interact with food in video games. Twitter, at its peak, had the capability to house and foster dialogues of every topic without reserve. Food was just one of many. And as Schneider et al. has demonstrated, contentious discussion draws activist responses in the form of digital food activism by users. From these conversations and interdisciplinary literature review, I present three arguments. Gaming universes can be considered DFS. Gaming universes have the capacity to foster food exploration and learning. Depictions of food in gaming universes have intersectoral offline applications and implications. While there are video games whose sole focus is to highlight food and related processes like cooking and eating, for example, Overcooked and Cooking Mama, I include all games which feature some aspect of food within its play and or landscapes. I should clarify that even though something in a game is edible by characters, I try to focus on what we can colloquially code as food through its relatability to offline counterparts. 
Basically, a food is a food within a video game if its origins can be traced back to a particular food or food idea which exists offline to some degree. This tracing is rather open, considering video games also feature mockeries of offline eats for several reasons. As a result, the boundaries of on life and offline in this piece are flexibly framed because they easily flow into one another and inevitably shape each other. As Floridi et al. emphasize, because ICTs shape our self-conceptions, mutual interactions, realities, and our interactions with reality, there are ongoing instances of boundary blurring between reality and virtuality, as well as between humans, machines, and nature. Therefore, we can easily translate insights between the different realms and apply interventions and solutions accordingly, furthering the range of intimacy that technologies have with us presently and in the future. Gaming universes as digital food spaces. Digital food spaces, DFS, are not limited to social media sites and platforms, considering discussions about food take place almost everywhere offline. Given that gaming, in practice and interest, continues to grow in popularity across age groups, it is essential that we include video games in our examinations of on-lives and their capabilities of shaping the offline. Such insights are crucial for identifying and charting the transformations of how people are perceiving, understanding, and engaging with different foods, most especially when they allude to offline counterparts and processes. A common feature which links many games together is the association of life-slash-health points being replenished by consumable items in-game, much of which are stylized as food items. Gone are the days of only red health-boosting and blue mana-boosting potions. We've got entire menus of gourmet foods to fill player stats and inventories now. This has led to much reactionary discussions and creations both online and offline. Entire online communicates dedicates themselves to the recreation of these edibles in their own kitchens. Whether it's a Reddit thread, a Facebook post, or a multi-video series on YouTube, gamers are experimenting with the ways to bring the fantastical foods they encounter in their favorite games into their offline lives. Several dining establishments have also launched with these sentiments but take a more reflexive approach to creating dishes inspired by in-game characters, locations, and items. For example, the unofficial League of Legends restaurant Challenger, based in China. However, for those of us who wish to capture the magic at home, there is also a growing video game cookbook collection, which can teach you about how to make foods from games like Destiny, The Elder Scrolls, World of Warcraft, The Fallout franchise, Sims, Minecraft, Street Fighter, and more. Some games simulate the food production and preparation processes. In the Harvest Moon series, you're a farmer with both crops and animals, which grow and transform across seasons. In several games, it is possible to hunt creatures and cook them. The Cooking Mama series allows us to pick recipes, prepare them step by step, and receive reviews on the final dishes. Overall, video games allow players several opportunities to critically consider and connect with foods and associated activities. This inevitably spurs discussion and prompts formation and articulation of food-related opinions and perspectives among players. With the DFS paradigm, video games are like entrees, catalysts of inspiration to explore and engage with foods in ways that go beyond the virtual. Gaming as food exploration and education. 
Video gaming universes are seemingly infinite in both creativity and vastness. Within, there are places for every wacky interaction and dream in between. We create our avatars from an assortment of options, and we attempt to explore the crevices of how we see, or would like to see, ourselves and the world through these choices. When given the tools, ICTs, in video games, we test the limits of what's possible and appropriate. This logic extends to food and games as well. Think about the so-called dubious food in the Legend of Zelda series. It's too gross to even look at. A bizarre smell issues forth from this heap. Eating it won't hurt you, though probably. In-game description, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2017. This food experimentation through hunting, gathering, and preparing foods often occurs in many explorational open-world games, like the Elder Scrolls franchise and newer Pokemon games. For players, it provides a wider range of engagement and creativity with virtual foods, while also providing insights into how cooking and mealtimes transform relationships between the player's virtual body, their surroundings, and their in-game companions. VR games take this to the extreme by directly translating players' physical movements into virtual simulations for added experiential depth. Hilariously, it is important to note that not all video game foods are helpful. Some creations also actively harm in-game health status and abilities, mirroring food poisoning experiences to some degree. Video games easily initiate learning through vicarious consumption. Veblen, 2007. As players encounter, prepare, and consume virtual foods, they increase their familiarity and knowledge around them. Stiano, 2014. In turn, it sparks further curiosity and thinking about the foods and their offline cultural and historical inspirations. Often, players find this learned food-related information applicable in offline scenarios and conversations, even in the cases where foods are entirely fictional. Quote, cooking foods in virtual reality has transferred over to what I apply in the kitchen. I used to bake bread, but I got to know a number of pastries and desserts like tiramisu, personal communication. Zay, Z-Y-X-W-V. The Fallout games have all the disgusting foods, but also a lot of the parodies of actual American snacks, I guess. I don't get all of them because I am from Germany, but I have a sense that they are versions of actual foods. Personal communication. Primo R. Cavallo. I recently played the controversial Russian game Atomic Heart. One of the primary themes is the Soviet Union, and one of the main food factors which is completely mandatory is an item for traversing the game is condensed milk, along with bottles of vodka. I thought it was an odd choice for a power-up in-game, but after spending some time looking into it, it seems like those two items have had some high degree of value to survival of those geographical people due to their long shelf life and stability in indeterminate situations. Personal Communication, The ABEG Considering many games have foods which are modeled after offline ones, they are useful for learning about foods outside of one's experiential range. In the MMORPG Maple Story, many places which play homage to real offline locations have their own special consumables that allude to local dishes, for example, satay, ramen, chili crab, unagi, bento boxes, steam buns, dumplings, laksa, chicken rice, tacos, and curries. Several tropical fruits and snack like durian, dragon fruit, dried squid, and dango are also available in-game. Beyond 8-bit, applications and implications. Scholars across disciplines have stressed the importance of considering interlinking implications and applications of happenings online with those offline. 
Phyllis Dorf 2016, Taylor and Nictor 2022. Analyzing the interactions and engagements of our on lives within DFS of gaming universes can provide information about points of interventions. For example, cases of digital obesogenic environments or the range of shared interests of certain groups as they pertain to food. While video gaming only simulates life or death, the impacts of digital obesogenic environments has yet to be thoroughly explored. Video gaming allows people to embrace, if not over-exaggerate, and explore aspects of their individual values and varied performances of self. Goffman, 1959. It is of interest to those working in diplomacy, marketing, and the food industry to pay attention to the reception of foods in video game universes and players' concerns as starting points for improvements and in initiatives of gastrodiplomacy, product design, food communication, and more. Doing so would help generate more interactive and reflective national foods brandings, given the diversity of gaming communities. Ichijo et al. 2019, White et al. 2019, Dem 2023. Furthermore, there is immense potential to expand digital food studies research theories and methodologies in video games, while also continuously challenging the boundaries of online and offline. If art does imitate life, how are we to ignore or deny the salience of how people play and reimagine foods and foodscapes? Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.